Welcome, folks, to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Jan and Bill Moore. First, we'd like to thank John Fogarty for that beautiful introduction. That's off his book, A Song for Everyone album, and it is well worth a good listen. We hope you will enjoy our shows, and it is our intention that they will empower you to live with power, passion, and purpose, and to manifest happiness and prosperity, harmony, and well-being. We'll be interviewing expert guests on conscious evolution, personal empowerment, conscious business, natural health, and how to create a conscious lifestyle, and many other interesting topics. So without further ado, here's my lovely wife, Jan. Take it over for us, Jan. Okay, well, thanks very much for that introduction, Bill. Um, Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening today. Our special guest is Chilby Johnson, also known as The Connected. And Chilby is an author and energy alchemist. She helps spiritual and health-conscious entrepreneurs be confident and feel great in and about their bodies, to increase longevity by looking and feeling younger longer, and having the know-how to make positive life choices, no longer encumbered by limiting beliefs and self-doubt. Sylvia has worked in personal growth and energy healing for over 25 years and continues to be impassioned by the human body and its amazing abilities. She's the creator of the 28 Days FAT Diet and the Get Your Healthy On Signature System, which helps her clients develop new behaviors that support a balanced body-mind-soul lifestyle by teaching them how to access and understand their body's hidden wisdom. She's the author of AHA Moments, Inspirational Quotes to Shift Your Thinking, and writes blogs for Huffington's blog, Post blog. Her new book, Fearlessly Alone, will be available in September 2016. We'll give you all the details at the end of the show about how to get in touch with Chilby, and all the details are actually in the show notes. So you can get hold of her, you can book in for complimentary connection sessions, and find her on Facebook. So, without further ado, I'm going to go over to Trilby and ask her, actually, to tell us a little bit about how she got started as an energy alchemist and body whisperer. So, Trilby, welcome to the show. Hi, Jane and Bill. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. And, um, yeah, I love bodies. (laughs) I really do. They are amazing. miraculous uh, you know beings in their own way for want of a word um but yeah how did i get started i've i've been on a lifelong quest um to find i suppose like many people understand you know um what i've been seeing in the world around me um and i my biggest challenge was being an empath. I was absolutely overwhelmed by all the information that I was receiving. And it took me many, many years before I actually considered myself as an empath. I just thought, well, that's the way I am and I have to learn to deal with it. Um, so I suppose in a way my search was uh, indirectly leading towards that um, understanding the information that came in. And for me, it was about how could I practically practically apply and combine uh, what I considered my spiritual journey with the life that I was living. So that's 
kind of how it it started. It started at a very young age. I mean, I was aware of um, just so much struggle around me, and I thought, <laughs> why are people so unhappy? Um, and I just, I think I knew intrinsically that that's not kind of what I signed up for. So it's it's been a journey of certainly self-discovery, um, and I really hated my my own body um, when I was young and I thought that my life was in the dumps because of the way I looked um, and so of course that had repercussions I didn't know anything consciously about the law of attraction at that point so um, it, it it was from a place of real despair and not loving myself that ironically my journey began um, and, and, you know, probably anyone who's on a spiritual journey kind of with hindsight, we look back and we can see the timeline that's spread out. Um, but, yeah, that's basically how I began. And, of course, as I've I've gained more knowledge and worked more and more with bodies um, and, and gotten to love my own, uh, my own body image played a huge role in in my personal journey and when I the day when I was alone um, and faced with I'd lost everything that I thought I needed to be happy and the only one that was left was me um, and my body um, and and all that comes with that I'm not just saying only that um, that's kind of when I realized hey you know this is my best friend um, and I want to share that with people because I see so many people especially women struggling um you know with buried under judgment of you know what they look like and of course this impacts on our physical body our bodies are living organisms um we have a symbiotic relationship with them and every thought feeling emotion that we ever have uh, our body hears it and feels it and stores it and so um that's why uh, you know, I, I would like to support people in becoming first aware of the connection that there is with the body, um, and I invite them just to be willing to explore that we may be it may be possible to live uh, in a way healthier and happier and much longer than we currently are. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks, Julia. Interesting what you're saying about, you know, discovering your um, that you're an empath. Um, it's an interesting point because I never even considered that. I didn't even know the word, you know, in relation to that ability to pick up energy. And, mm. you know, that I discovered some time later that I'm very empathic as well. And it's interesting what you're saying about the body. We tend to think the body is separate from the spirit to a, to a degree and miss the connection between the two. And it was interesting what you were saying about how our body responds to our emotions and everything. And uh, I even mentioned this last week, I think, the, the Bruce Lipton book, Biology of Belief, which talks mm. about how our bodies respond not only to the chemical environment that we're in, but also the emotional environment. So... This is going to be a really interesting discussion, Sylvia. I can feel it. 
So I'd like to ask you, you know, why is it empowering to explore how you feel about your body and, and what purpose does it serve? Yeah, thanks, uh, Jane. Our body, most people think that they live in a place or a, a home, a house. But the first place that we live every single day that we are alive on this earth is our body. And as you just said, Jane, most people don't, not even the connection to the spiritual, but even how connected they are to their body. Um, and it's very interesting because it's so closely linked that, I mean, yes, um, we do come in with our, you know, genetic uh, blueprint, which will influence our physiology to to an extent. And as you mentioned, Bruce Lipston, great, great book, Biology of Belief, absolutely must read. Um, yeah, but he explains it so well, you know, and he's he, because he's got the empirical evidence to support it. It shows how our thoughts uh, impact on our body, um, but you know our thoughts are vibration, and so it's kind of like by the thoughts we choose to think, we're we kind of in creating this energetic bubble, let's say, or feeding into it. So it's very important uh, the relationship and connection that we have you have to your body and most people do not have a connection people a lot of people I've spoken to it's like they never ever think to include their body in the equation um, and it's something that's fascinated me and and because of my own personal journey it's like one day I I did realize this amazing body I have and everything it does for me um, and I do think it's a well i I know that it's it's kind of a really absolutely mega uh uber sophisticated antenna um and experience let's say what our spiritual unfolding uh we we need to be connected because the instrument through which that information comes whilst we on the earth plane is the body so that's why it's empowering because when you look at the relationship and connection you have with your body, it's a very good uh, sign of where, where you're kind of at. Um, and, you know, I, I think what's it's, it's expanding all the time. You know, it, it, it's again that saying you don't know what you don't know. Um, and, and so every day is a new adventure with the body. Um, and, you know, it's... It, for years I tried to fit my body into a certain kind of way of being and this and that. But, you know, every day as you awake in the morning is a new day and your body goes through those cycles as well. And then what I've observed is our bodies also have it has their own cycles, which is, um, you know, quite hard for some people to, to, um, experience because they already don't have the connection in themselves but yeah if you're going to live a full and happy life and one where you do have a body mind and soul uh, balance then the first thing to begin with is your body so yeah yeah thanks to be interesting what you were saying about the body being the antenna because in A Course in Miracles, it actually talks about the body as being 
the communication device for our mm. spirit. And what you're saying is absolutely in alignment with that. And we're so conditioned about body image. And oh, yeah. particularly women, you know, a lot mm. of the body image that I've grown up with, I grew up in the Twiggy era. I was a teen, mm. you know, and to have that very boyish, thick, thin image of the so-called perfect woman was so disempowering for women because most of us don't have the physiology to attain that kind of shape. So it became a, a constant battle with our bodies to fit into a mold that we were just not built to fit into. So I completely get what you're saying about this. So does this link to what you say about being a mythbuster? Can you explain that um, a little bit more for people? Yeah, certainly. Um, there, there are a lot of um, beliefs held in, let's call it the group consciousness. Um, like you just gave an example, certainly in the West, because uh, it is cultural specific. Um, you know, the way a woman is expected to look is is a certain way, and um, and and it, it's connected to the divine uh, goddess energy and that. But you know, and so it's interesting how you know, the influence of the church has played a role in that. And like you were saying about the Twiggy era, uh, era is that, um, you know, the, even, the, the impact on even how women would experience their sexuality. Um, so a mythbuster is, I like to go in um, and take a look at these huge beliefs that are, are you know, we've been entrained to buy into and already just the fact most people are not even questioning, is this true? And not only is this true, but is this true for you? Um, and I think for me, those have been such empowering questions because when I ask that about something, I instantly feel whether it's for me or not. So, um, yeah, it, it's taking those group consciousness ideas and starting to just really look at what's be, beyond them. It's a lot like nursery rhymes, for example. You know, when you actually follow the the path and um, find out what they mean, it's actually very interesting. And there's, you know, it was part of folklore and things like that. But when you find out the real meaning of what it means, um, you know, and then you kind of realize, oh, well, why are small kids singing a song like this? Uh, but that's that's the way before, in earlier days, before everybody read and wrote, that that's how they sp uh, shared the knowledge. And it's to raise awareness as well, to invite people to ask questions. I know we're not encouraged to ask questions because it rocks the boat. Um, and we've also been conditioned to only ask a question because we are supposed to supply the, the right answer. Um, whereas I use the question as a tool of possibility uh, and, and a way of kind of opening up the energy um, and so that possibilities can show up. So a myth buster is um, I question everything. Um, 
you know to to find out if it if it's appropriate to me uh it it just kind of opens up the space where it's no longer a judgment and it can become a possibility and an opportunity uh and if i i really feel if we we are going to create the kind of change that's sustainable and do it consciously we need to look at uh not so much look at but transmute a lot of what we just take as as a truth and really ask is this true and is this true for me yeah very powerful that and obviously you what you're saying is you use powerful questioning as a coaching technique to really bring people's beliefs to the surface often beliefs that are not even aware but that they hold themselves so that's that's extremely powerful Sylvie and mm. how do how do you work in terms of the energy alchemy I'm really curious to understand that um, well because I, I've I was asking myself, what is it that I really do? And it's um, it, it's a it's a combination of things. Um, and that, but I do. When I connect to a person's body, um, I get in what I call informational downloads from their body, and then I work with the body's intelligence um, and the and the person. Um, and it's a weaving of the energy. It's um, it it's yeah. It's hard to explain, as you can hear. It's um, I could just say it's something that happens, but that doesn't really help the lis- listeners. That's just a gift that I have. Uh, but everything is energy in the in the universe. Um, and as the happy yogis you know, were said that when you focus your awareness on something, uh, it can influence that object. And uh, Bruce Lipton touches on that as well, that ability where we can actually, through our focus, begin to create transformation in physical matter. Uh, And so energy alchemy is meeting the energy in a in a neutral field uh, of awareness, and then being able to kind of just gauge the way to flow with it, but at the same time, because the consciousness is there, the energy responds to that. So it's opening up the space, unlocking and unblocking the energy from a lot of the judgment. <laughs> that it's been locked in um so yeah it's and words every words are energy so it's it's weaving that it's about reprogramming the brain um and making it possible for new uh synaptic uh nerves to to form so that we can have new thoughts of neuroplasticity that's what it it's kind of on a physical cognitive level is about. Um, and then there's the intelligence from the body. Um, so I kind of do all of that 
<laughs> and it, for me, it's it's alchemy. It's taking it links in with the myth. It's taking what is and just allowing it to flow into another form, uh, which of course alchemy was. You know, they were supposed to be able to. I think what was it? Change um, metals. That lead into gold. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah, so it, it's really very much the process of transmutation, which is by definition when you take something and you make a better version of it. Um, so that that's kind of what I, I it's it's not trying to change what is; it's allowing it to be, but then inviting it energetically to become something more expansive and greater. And energy tends to always ascend. Um, that that's kind of seems to be it expands. Um, yes, we can still have what people classify as negative energy, but it's it you could still be on that scope. Like once you've once you've broken through an energy vibrational ceiling, it's it doesn't mean you lose that if you have you know negative thoughts because that's just a part of I think being human. Um, is to have the emotions and experience them the way we do. But we certainly haven't been taught um, how to, certainly not in Western culture, maybe more in you know Eastern uh, cultures a bit more, um, is how to navigate those energies. And um, yeah, I think we are in a time now which I believe is about, you know, people have said it's about, moving from the head into the heart. Uh, so so whatever, you know, the mental becomes more heartfelt in that energy. So, yeah, it's taking what is and just inviting it to become something more expansive. And, yeah, choosing, you know, uh, we that is our divine right, I believe, is that we have free will. And for me, that translates into we have the choice uh, and again, it, it links into, you know, raising awareness, starting to be aware, like you said, of the beliefs that we hold, um, because they they in your they in your database and they run in your program. So, so it does help, certainly, if they're not working for you in a way that's beneficial and expensive, to have a look at them and rewrite the program. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um what one of the things that I think you you were mentioning is we're, we're not taught particularly in this culture to tune into our bodies at all. It goes back to what I was saying earlier about feeling that they the body is kind of separate from the spirit and uh, it's just a vehicle for us to run around in. <laughs> but actually it's a much more powerful intelligence um, organism, as you say, that is absolutely linked to our soul spirit. I often think that we're given the body that is perfect for fulfilling our purpose. So, wanting to change our body into some kind of uh, imagined perfect, perfect model actually is shifting out of alignment with who we really are and what we've come here to do. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And um, it has been for centuries on a mass scale. And I think it came through the separation from the, the body um, because, let's say, the, the thing with energy is energy never lies and energy does not judge. So whatever you ask it to do, whatever you direct it to do, it will do. Um, and so, you know, that can mean that you can use it for, let's say, good and you can use it for not so good things. Um, when you look at the chakra systems, I mean, the base chakra is, you know, where your vital life force comes from. And I find it fascinating that people are obsessed by sex because this is so closely linked. Sexual energy is 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 not just about sex. Um, it's so much more than that. It's it's how spirit moves up through um, our energy bodies and, of course, manifests physically. That's what I and I've understood is kind of the one of the um, reasons for the chakra system. It's it's like openings into from that connect the energy into the physical body. Uh, and so what happened was um, they suppressed over centuries, uh, you know, the, the sexual energy and especially religion, you know, uh, they, they portrayed the body as something unclean and evil. Um, because I think they knew that that was the key. If someone is totally connected in their body, and that means being totally at peace with the way you look, um, and yes, absolutely, our bodies are designed uh, to... I, I see each person as like a facet on a diamond, and um, you, you're perfectly constructed to reflect and and tune into a specific frequency. And that's the perfection of each and every one of our bodies. But what society and culture have done have decided, well, no, that's not good because, you know, empowered, happy people <laughs> are not easy to control. Um, you know, and it has been a lot about a power, a game of power. Um, and the the biggest damage has been done around the human body. And uh, I think that's what confuses so many people because it's not something tangible. And yet so many of us are walking around, you know, f with this feeling that there's something wrong with us. And I think it's really because it's not ours. By that, I mean, it was, it was implanted into the group consciousness. And because people have never asked, about it um, and you know sadly industries nowadays you know the beauty industry I mean it's a multi trillion dollar industry you know um, cosmetic surgery uh, all that it's just increasing um, and it's just a symptom I think of the disconnect that people are feeling uh, and from my own experience it's it's a, it is a personal disconnect when you when you're not comfortable in your skin, uh, then you just there's a there's a form of disconnection. 
and that's not necessarily a negative or positive thing. It could just be part of the learning, but it it does impact on the way that you will pick up on information because it it creates energetic filters, let's put it that way. And so anything that's outside of that belief will not come in. Uh, So if you go around, and I've experienced the difference. I know what it's like to walk around, you know, thinking constantly every day, you know, I'm, I'm ugly, I'm ugly. And then to experience the transformation where I just felt this absolute love and gratitude and um, awe, being in awe of this amazing instrument that I inhabit. So, yeah, it's uh, it's so important that people connect to their body and start to appreciate it uh, because it just opens up so much more than many, many of us are experiencing. I think it was... Was it David Trudeau who said, most people have no idea how good a body should feel. And I just love that because it kind of speaks to everything that, you know, I I want people to experience. And I have tools and skills that can help them in that connection. So, um, yeah, it's about asking questions and being learning to think for oneself, really to choose for oneself. And of course that brings up a whole nother thing of, oh, but then I won't, then I'll stand out, which of course raises the big fear of, or, you know, judgment. I will be judged. Um, yeah. yeah it's interesting which, what you were saying, Philby, about the sexuality thing. You know, the church and many religions have associated sexuality with something shameful. But it was Napoleon Hill in his book, um, Think and Grow Rich, actually talks about um, the sexual energy being very powerful in creating yep. outcomes and actually using that and, and channeling that yep. into the outcomes that you want. So it's interesting that you should say that. But we've been really conned is the word, I think, into giving our power away around our bodies and handing it over to the medical profession that purely works on a physical level and not not even on a holistically physical level. And interesting, Mm. the results that we're seeing with, with more ill health now, with supposed medical advances than have been experienced in years, the, especially in, in the U.S., the statistics now for heart disease, obesity, cancer, the list goes on, having what should be a much more advanced medical system. But unfortunately, again, we could go into this for hours, I'm sure, and I don't really want to sidetrack <laughs> us into all yeah. of those topics. I really want to focus on, you know, how you help people in terms of their body. So I'll move along from that, I think, but I think we'll both recognize the issue of giving power away, whether it is energetically, psychically, or physically. So what I'd like to know, Trilby, is what kind of impact does it have on people to have this negative self-image and negative emotions? about their body? Well, be, because the 
because the cells of your body literally respond to the kind of thoughts that you have, it has a huge impact. And I know when I found um, Dr. Mazaru Emoto's work on the messages in water, it's like a light bulb went off in my head because the human body is 75% water. Um, and yeah, with his his research, and I know people poo-poo it, and you know, that's cool. Uh, for me, it was just like, wow, this is so cool, where he actually managed to photograph, um, you know, a vibrational, let's say, impact, because that's what word, words are, they, they're vibrational sounds. Um, and the impact they were having on water. Um, and in the images he he took, you could clearly see, you know, words that were of a higher and lighter vibration. This could be seen in the actual water crystal, the formation um, compared between heavier words, you know, like hate or fear or things like that. Just the density in the water crystal was different. And the light, the light, because energy is light. It's it's all light um, uh, and you know we can't all see it but it is it's light particles on a subatomic uh, level so you know if we're telling ourselves all day long oh you know you this you that um, and maybe you can hear the tone of my voice because it, it, it it's that as well because words can just be words and um, it's how you say them and how you use them that's very powerful and you know in the Bible they do say and then there was the word you know and God created the word and I think that that is a, a message to us of how powerful uh, it is this this ability we have and of course we use words in different levels we use them what I call your inner dialogue and then we have the verbal uh, words as well which come out and you know there's a whole lot of sayings around that but anyway yeah it has a huge impact and our thoughts in a way are kind of like cognitized words strung together you know and if if you do um, that's why like meditation so great because you can start to observe you know the uh, uh, the words that are going through your mind and actually just realize wow <laughs> um so it has a huge impact i mean i remember one day i thought i became aware of what it was i was saying to myself in my inside my head and i just was shocked and i thought my goodness if i saw somebody treating another person like this you know first of all it would be abuse and i would go over and tell them to to cut it out and that was like such a aha moment for me because I thought my goodness um, so I think people tend to be really really hard on themselves um, and I think because it happens in the privacy of our minds we're not so aware but I know if if you that's for I'll give an example mirror work is so powerful and a lot of people can't do it I know when I first started you know in one uh, my phase of self-transformation, I had a real difficulty uh, going to the mirror and looking at myself without judgment and and even just being aware of all the judgment there is. But it's such a great exercise because it really will reflect back to you what it is you think and feel about yourself. And 
again, what I the work I do is I help people to know how to manage those feelings and emotions that come up because we have not been taught. We have not been taught, so we just kind of suppress it. Uh, but it goes into our bodies, it goes into our cells, and eventually, it, when there's too much, it manifests as a disease. Um, so, you know, you mentioned the medical industry and, you know, to everything its own place, but absolutely, the medical industry will only look at the symptoms. But what I do in the energy alchemy is I go to the core, the energy, where it began, because until that's released, it will show up in different ways. Um, and like the uh, psych psychology and therapy uh, sectors, they, they, they got a bit closer, but the approach to the energy and how it works is still very mental. Um, and, and there's very little um, involvement of the intuition, which is is basically, you know, higher uh, spiritual yeah, information coming through. And it comes through our intuition, which is translated in a physical body. The way you pick it up is through sensorial sensations and that's they go beyond the five that we know so yeah yeah absolutely and you know I'm more clairsentient than anything else so I pick things mm. up in terms of feelings but it's interesting yeah. because you know I'm very interested in psychology because what I do as an intuitive empowerment coach myself is very much tuning into people and so on and I also study some aspects of conventional psychology as well to understand personality and so on, but it's still very, very linked to this physical understanding of the body. In the and when I say physical, limited to just the physical. The brain is a processor. The heart is just mm. to pump blood, and there's Absolutely. no connection to that higher consciousness, that universal consciousness and higher self and everything that creates the intuition that we pick up. And, of course, growing up, we're persuaded that intuition is just our imagination and not real <laughs> yeah. and to be um, dismissed. And, and that shuts down so many people into really just flicking the switch and switching it off or not believing it and really limiting what we're capable of as a result. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, what you said earlier, we have been conned, you know, and um, we have big time. And it's like, you know, that doesn't work for me anymore. So it's like stuff this, you know, this is not working. And um, yeah, if we're going to, you know, switch off automatic pilot, we have to start looking at what's really going on, um, you know, what we've been fed as information and sifting through it and seeing, is this relevant to me? Uh, and how does this make me feel? You know, I used to believe that the more dramatic and traumatic something was, the more real it was. But now I understand not at all. You know, the, 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 the balance is found in peaceful neutrality almost, you know, and 
in a strange way like it's and that's why meditation when it's done correctly um, and not trying to do it through the mind because you can't meditate through the mind and that that's where a lot of people get stuck um, but it is a learning process you know um, and that's where our body can help us so much because our body knows how to do it uh, so it's, it's finding that balance between the intuitive side and the mental side, you know, which is the masculine and the feminine. So, you know, coming back to the sexual energy, I mean, that's the Kundalini. And I think Eastern philosophies have, you know, helped to uh, help us become more aware of the energetic side to our bodies um, in the sense that there is this... um, other field in which it operates and yeah you know higher statistics and increased statistics in diseases you know it's um it's very interesting because uh it's it's a symptom of something that's going on you know and i i do believe that the only person that you it is possible to change is yourself Absolutely, um, I learned that lesson. Yeah, <laughs> Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very and, and yeah, and that's our that's our power, you know. Um, so it's it's always um, it's like that mirror. It's like society is a mirror reflecting back to us, um, you know. And and it, we live in very interesting times, you know. It seems to be chaotic everywhere, um, but as Joseph Campbell said, you know. Um, Chaos is, is a part of the creation. You know, you need the destruction before the creation and the creation before the destruction. So, um, yeah, yeah no, there's absolutely. There's a lot of stuff coming to the surface at the moment, which is manifesting itself in chaos all over the world. And that, I think at the moment, is causing quite a bit of anxiety for people. Certainly, I felt that myself. What I'd like to just move on to, Chilby, if you don't mind, is is to ask you if you could share some examples of what clients come to you for, you know, the kind of issues that they're dealing with and how you help them. I think that will give our listeners a a good idea of the work that you do and the effects that you have on people. Yeah, sure. Um, I've I've had uh, a lot of clients come to me for physical ailments that, the medical industry was unable to help them resolve um, and and so they would come because they were looking for another solution um, I think we all know when something's wrong with us you know and and then you get this either you get a diagnosis that just feels totally it blows you away um, and how to handle that um, so I also have helped people to manage the diagnosis that they've um, been given and just to transmute that energy because whatever you align and agree with is where your awareness goes. And so it starts, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and so I, I will work with them, um, give them skills that they can help to manage that consciously 
but I also work with the body and bodies are just so receptive um, and so willing to help us um, and they they really are experts they know exactly you know what needs to be balanced out um, and then just people as well who I do I am getting a woman who you know with some mature age they afraid of growing old and losing their attractiveness and um, helping them gain a deep understanding of what's actually at play, you know, and, and also the beliefs that have been held in their body, the beliefs that are theirs, and then transmute them. It's um, as well, I do work with people who are on a spiritual journey and are trying to figure it out and make sense of it and, you know, live their spiritual life in a practical way. Um, and that means, you know, finding that balance and how to function in a world that does seem to be totally crazy. Um, yes, I and, um, go along with that. You know, it's like living <laughs> in two dimensions, isn't it? Completely different. Yeah, yeah. And and so the the every person's body is unique and you know it's kind of like one size does not fit all if that was the case we would all be clones okay so <laughs> um you know it's really interesting that we spend a lot of our lives trying to fit into you know someone else's criteria um and i think we are being invited to wake up uh and look at it differently so that's also the kind of person i often um yeah, they're just trying to figure out, you know, how they know something's wrong, but they don't know how to create the change that they're looking for. Um, so how so, does body image impact abundance and success? This is something you've mentioned before, Shelby. I'm yeah. curious to know about that. Yeah, well, everything is energy so as I mentioned earlier if you think in thoughts of oh I hate myself I'm too much this too much this in a negative vein then that's where your vibration is so it's actually a wonderful barum to see where you are because you you can only each of us can only receive what we think we're worth so it's very linked to your your sense of self-worth you know um which is linked to abundance and abundance is basically i think the willing the ability to receive um all of life and so if we come in from a very restricted vibrational uh, area of receptivity that will impact on our abundance um and there, there are so many associations i mean you just mentioned the word money and people like you know go crazy <laughs> And it's it's about starting to look at, you know, what what that means, um, and the way in which it's applied. Uh, so, you know, there, there's no, um, you can't deny that, you know, without funds, let's put it that way. Um, and we we kind of touched on this the other day on Facebook, Jen. Um, you know, money money is used to control us um and yet money is an energy as well and yet so 
it would be really great if we change the way in which we perceive money and ask it to be in our lives. Um, and that's a form of abundance. But abundance is not only money. Abundance is health. Abundance is happiness. You know, abundance is youthfulness, um, you know, happiness, joy, things like that. Um, and yet our world operates on just this one aspect. So it's kind of like we live in life through, you know, uh, if you just look through the keyhole, you only see what's directly ahead. And that's how we kind of see the see the see our life and it's um having experienced having no money um i can vouch for the fact that there is a world out there is a world beyond money um and it's abundant it's amazing um and i think it is linked to the connection you have with your body because it's about how much can you receive. So if you have yeah. a thought, yeah, if you have a negative self-image, then you're going to have a very low ability to receive abundance. Absolutely. And you referred back to what we're talking about on Facebook, Chilby. You know, we are conditioned to believe in scarcity, and success is often measured purely in material terms, how much money you have, how big your house is, et cetera, et cetera. And so yeah. there is this absolute obsession in some people with just getting more and more and more and more money as the source of their security. But if that goes away, what are you left with? I can't remember who the quote is from, but it was something to the effect that what what are you worth if you you have nothing in terms of material things? And yeah. just the language that we use about net worth as as being completely related to financial assets, you know, it yeah. really translates into you're only worth as much as the money that you've got, which gives people this real issue over just accepting their ability to thrive through their own energy, abilities, gifts, whatever. So it's a a very interesting... I think it's the core of what a lot of people struggle with. Um, Totally. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's just... um, I always like to ask how big are you asking you know it's really interesting because people will um yeah we we don't most of us do not have the awareness of you know the true sense of asking that's given um and i think in the given part is we don't know how to receive um and i know that that was a lot of my journey in um, I was extremely independent and so much so that I had came a derailer when it came to receiving because, you know, I had this belief that the only way that I could receive anything was because I'd earned it. So, <laughs> and yet the universe, you know, is there. Life is just waiting to give to us. And, and that's why I love nature so much and, and animals, you know, because you, they can we can learn so much from animals they're just totally in the moment they're just totally authentic 
um, and they just give of themselves just by being themselves. So Absolutely. a lot of it is, yeah. hundred percent there with you, Sylvie, uh, <laughs> completely. And I think a lot of the problem is people being disconnected from nature and treating animals as, you know, um, really lesser beings, and that's not true at all. So, um, no, we and, are getting, and getting a, sorry, Trilby, we are getting along in time, and I really don't want to miss the opportunity of letting you share all your contact details with our listeners. So, yeah, would sure. you, at this point, share how people can get in touch with you and what you what you have to offer them at this point um, sure. before we actually move on to closing the show. Okay, thanks, Jen. Um, yeah, I please uh, have a visit over on my website, which is trilbyjohnsonthekonnective.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, so you can look me up under at trilbythekonnective. Um, that's probably a good place to connect as well. Um, and what I have to offer is the breath. The breath is so powerful, and it's such a the easiest and cheapest and most natural tool that we have to really connect to ourselves, to our body, and be totally present. And it's great for panic attacks. Um, so I have a, a free audio download. It's about eight minutes long. Um, so if you'd like to pop over to my website, and you can, you will see uh, on the right hand side, there's a distress detox and relax audio that you can download which will help you with overwhelm mood swings lack lack of energy you know just to get to your day and I do kind of explain a bit how you can start connecting straight away to your breath uh, you know it's talking about that sexual energy it's it comes in in a way through the what they call the pranic energy the breath is is life itself um, and it's very interesting that the two things that the human body needs to survive are, are first air and then water we don't need food so much and you know we don't need money so much so you know it's about focusing on what's important but yeah please reach out and if you feel like um, sending me an email um, my email is info at trilbyjohnsonthekonnective.com and you know I'd love to hear back from you your feedback if you have questions about the show um, and as Jane said I do offer a complimentary 30 minute session where if you'd like to you know have a chat with me and we can see perhaps how we can work together because it's your life is important so okay. thank and then I yeah thank you sorry did you want to add something else Shirley? um no that's fine thank you okay well, thank you so much, Shelby. And Shelby is actually in New Zealand, so I'm really grateful for the fact that she got up so <laughs> early to do the show. Um, I just wanted to clarify, I think it's right, isn't it, Shelby, that you work with people remotely, so they don't need to be in New Zealand to actually take advantage of your services. Absolutely. Energy is everywhere. 
Um, so yeah, I have clients all over the world, um, and I actually only work now on um, virtually. I just find that the connection is better. The mind doesn't get in the way so much. So please don't let the fact that I'm at the ends of the earth <laughs> deter you, <laughs> because as I always say, I am the voice from the future. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And getting my head around speaking to somebody on the next day is quite interesting. So, so yeah. just before we finish and I wind up the show, Toby, is there any final message that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I would just, my desire is that every person knows how precious and amazing that you are because you are. You wouldn't be here. Uh, you know, if you weren't, and you have something unique to contribute. And if I can help you in any way to connect the dots to who you truly are, then please reach out. You're special, you count, and your body is your best friend. So please, you know, take the time to become comfortable in your true home. Lovely, thank Toby. You. Thank you. That's a wonderful message. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've really enjoyed our discussion, and um, I'd like to say thank you to our listeners, and I hope you've enjoyed it too. Um, we will be broadcasting every week with more expert guests talking about all aspects of conscious living. So to avoid missing any episodes, please follow us on Blog Talk Radio, or you can also visit the radio show page on our website, which is asmilingworldmedia.com, where you can listen to our latest shows and sign up to receive news of upcoming shows by email. You might also be interested in joining us in the Conscious Living Club, the group that we've established on Facebook for everybody interested in conscious living, conscious evolution, everything really that we are going to be talking about on this show. So that's where you can find us on Facebook. And um, I'm going to hang on, hand over to Bill now to close the show. And thank you very much again, Trilby, and thank you for listening. Do you just want to say bye-bye, Trilby, before we hand over? Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Bill, for this opportunity. And thank you to everyone who's listened. Wonderful. Thank you. Over to you, Bill. Okay, thank you, Jan, and thank you, Shirley, and we are really happy for all of you listeners. Thank you for listening in. The Conscious Living Show is brought to you by Jan and Bill Moore of A Smiling World, and we provide coaching, training, and events on personal empowerment, conscious evolution, conscious business development, and the universal laws of success. To find out more about our coaching workshops and online courses and to get your free copy of the Dream Achiever Success Kit, go to asmilingworld.org. And if you're building or planning to build a conscious business, you will find a wealth of free resources at successfrequency.com. We hope you'll join us again for more expert interviews and tips and tools on conscious living. And we'll close today with an appropriate track from the Beach Boys called Good Vibrations off of their 50th anniversary album. Hi. 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 Hi.